performers happiness in the arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage we bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity authenticity love and of course humor all guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers and while we do it ah we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis penis everyone we are jumping into finances and sam and i were connecting before you know going what are we gonna do all this kind of stuff and sam has all this stuff so sam i would love for you to start off as we discuss what's up ricky to discuss what is it that what is it that really speaks to you why why finances you could leave me a little bit more with this but why finances why are you so passionate about finances for the performing arts how do you relate with them how do you understand talk a little bit more on that please sure so uh just to give you guys a little background about myself i do come from the entertainment industry it's not like i'm just like hey i want to work with people on broadway it's no i used to work as an assistant to a broadway producer i do a little producing myself um i am a huge just advocate of the arts i love theater i love musicals um but the challenge I had, even as an assistant, and granted, I was never an actor, professional actor, someone that uh, you know can live paycheck to paycheck, dress to find ways to get involved on a contract, right? Um, but even as an assistant, I'm like, I uh, am having trouble financially <laughs> just making my ends meet. And I have some personal health conditions that make things a little more difficult financially for me. And I realized that the only way that I would be able to live the life that, live the life that I deserve and allow me to in, be involved in the entertainment industry is if I kind of were to go out on my own and make my own financial destiny as well as my own artistic fulfillment. And it just so happened that financial planning was my answer, which if you talk to uh, a number of individuals, that's a little unusual. Um, but I have a lot of producing uh, strengths. I love to network. I'm personable. I have a head around math. And I thought, you know what? Why not give this a try? I've been doing this for a few years now. It's been great. Um, and with that said, one thing that I've learned about uh, the clients I work with, which are mainly artists, mainly entrepreneurs, people that brand themselves, that are freelancers. I mean, if you are an actor, you're an entrepreneur. If you don't consider yeah, yourself sure, an entrepreneur, sure. then you're not going to succeed. Um, and I know that may be a little strong, but if you don't know how to brand yourself as a performer, um, it's going to be a little more difficult for you to succeed in the industry, no matter what talent you may have. Um, but from a financial perspective, uh, the challenge that a lot of artists face with me is that how do I balance out being an artist but not sacrifice for financial security? I want, you know, I want both, but it seems like I can't. It seems like I have to be a starving artist and that's how it should be. That's the standard. And I'm here right. to say, no, that's stupid. I know it's a little strong, but why set the standard as starving artists? Why not just set the standard as I'm a thriving artist? Yeah, I love that. Right? I love that. So That's awesome. And nothing like to have a good head on your shoulders. <laughs> Amen, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dan? What's up, Nate? Good to see you on here. Yeah, so I... Uh, so apologies if sometimes my language can be a little, uh, I don't want to say forceful, but maybe a little uh, forward. Um, are but you I'm kidding? Really... I say fuck shit ass. I mean, you're fine. <laughs> you are fine. <laughs> um, but I'm very passionate about this. And I want to try to rid the taboo that you have to be a starving artist in order to be in the industry. You can have both. 
sometimes that does mean financial sacrifice in order for greater artistic fulfillment later down the line, but it is possible. Um, so it is possible. I love that. Right. I love that. So when we talk about at least finances and financing around auditions, um, I know it's a challenge at times to feel like, how can I truly audition for this piece or go out and be the best performer I can be without the stress of paying for my rent, without having to think I need to take on a survival job in order for me to, um, in order for me to not only pay my bills, but allow me the opportunity to get in the room. Sometimes you have to pay to play in the industry. Um, which is very difficult, right? Our, unfortunately, the entertainment industry is structured around other people giving money to us uh, to succeed. And it can feel at times like it's really impossible. Yeah. So I'm here to help break down that myth. We're not, it's not necessarily a myth. I'm here to break it down so it's a lot simpler for you to get involved um, and truly go out for those, uh, those auditions from a financial perspective. Once again, I'm not a performer. I don't have the same talents that all of you have, but what I do know is how we can organize our finances so we can better put ourselves in the position to be successful in the yeah. industry, regardless yeah. if it's on Broadway or music or film or TV or whatever you decide as an artist, right? Yes. Um, I love that. that. So, yeah, that's really helpful. When we were talking before this, you were talking, you were categorizing people in two in, uh, I forget one two or three different types of where they are at in their life would you mind talking about one of those different aspects and where people can be coming from financially and how they're living their life and how they can approach their finances sure, sure. so there as I was telling John earlier before we got on the converse uh, before we got on the live stream um, one thing that I realize, at least with the people I know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out here that may be watching that um, are in a similar situation, but sometimes maybe you are a performer that has a parallel career. Maybe you have, uh, maybe you are an acting coach, or maybe um, you have, uh, maybe you are, uh, I don't know, teaching just dance. some teaching dance. Maybe there yeah. are other talents that you're, you're, uh, you're utilizing in order to uh, make money financially that can not only help you artistically, but maybe you feel fulfilled yourself. Like I'm a yoga teacher and I really love it. And I have this and I have my performing, right? And having that flexible schedule at times can be beneficial for you, right? And if that's a situation, then wonderful. You can plan your schedule um, based upon who your clientele are and, and be able to go out for those uh, auditions. But a lot of the time, especially when you're getting started in the industry and even for some veterans in the industry, Sometimes it's, I feel like I have to have a survival job. The only way I'm going to be able to make money is if I'm a server or a caterer or a bartender or a temp. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is totally fine. There's not, there should be no shame around it because you're trying to live and do the things that you love. Um, right. But the challenge is that how can I balance my survival job and not solely focus on that so I can start auditioning, right? Um, this is not easy. This is a simple idea, but it's not easy. And there's a few ways you can go about it. But generally what I found is that the people that um, are really able to uh, go for uh, these auditions, unless they somehow get a break, but is how is they're able to remove the financial burden so they can solely focus on the auditions. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. It's not easy. It's a simple process, but it's not easy. 
And sometimes that does require financial sacrifice. Um, so what do you suggest for that? You're in, you're in, you want to work at a restaurant, but there's less flexibility. You don't have that. What do you suggest as it's possible solution, a possible solution or solutions right. for that kind of situation? So you, you need to get in the door. Right. So you can continue working as a bartender or server or whatnot in the food industry or whatever industry that maybe, you know, deem a survival job. You can do that while, you know, you're going on for auditions, but sometimes the shift schedule may be different, you know, difficult. You can find obviously what we discussed about, um, we discussed earlier about finding a parallel career that gives you that flexibility. Um, maybe you are already successful as a performer and now you're getting people coming to you and asking you to be a part of the show. But another way that people don't really think about or don't want to do, but I think would be beneficial is sometimes, I don't like saying it, but maybe it makes sense to take a break from auditions so you can focus on something that we call creating an emergency fund. Um, in the basics of financial planning, um, part of what protects your assets and protects your livelihood is making sure you have enough money in your bank account so you can live on in case of financial hardships. Sometimes that's medical, medical bills you have to pay. Um, sometimes that's I get fired from a job or I leave a job in pursuit of something else. In this situation, it's I am trying to find for a period of time I can audition for without any financial stress that I know that I will be able to pay my bills on time, no worry, um, until, after a until after that period would end. So for example, um, once again, easier said than done. This is simple, but if you were to, let's say, save up three to six months of that emergency fund or that rainy day fund, or let's say we call it, let's call it our, your audition fund, right? Um, and let's say you're spending two to $3,000 a month on expenses. Well, you could obviously lower your expenses and then to live off of, you know, uh, to live off of those expenses for a period of time, you know, you don't need as much money in your bank account, but let's say you want to keep the same lifestyle. So maybe you do have like a $3,000, you know, living expense in the city. Then that means you would probably want to save up between nine to $18,000 in your bank account. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that can be a little difficult for, you know, for people in our industry to really think about. I can only see, you know, two feet ahead of me. Now you're telling me I need to, you know, plan out three to six months ahead. It's like, well, yeah, I, that's I, how you're going to make it happen. I have a question. Could you do it where, because right now it's September, October is audition season here sure. in New York. So right. what if you did, say you didn't get a gig. Okay. And and you did November, December, went hard, and, and maybe even a little bit of January before it opens back up, back up January, February, March, and you went real hard working during that, that time and saved up. Though it's, and it would just be just for those months of the audition rather than thinking six months. And, sure. and you're not performing anyway because you didn't get the gigs that you wanted, which of course sucks, but what right. if that's a way to plan? What do you think of that? Oh, absolutely. That is not a, six months. It's not six no. months. Okay. No. So once again, maybe that means that during that period of time when you're not in a contract or you're not uh, able to get the gigs for whatever reason that is, maybe that means yeah. you work your ass off and make money, which yeah. once again, that doesn't mean you're selling your soul. That's not an issue. I, maybe I have a different viewpoint compared to a lot of other people in entertainment. Um, I, I'm really coming from a financial perspective. 
But well, if they're not, you know, right? we drown. We're a lot of us are drowning financially. Right. Drowning. I right. know somebody who literally had to steal a steak to have some sort of dinner right. one time. You know, it can it can get really really rough. One time for me in my personal career, right. I I had to go and collect food at like a food donation, and I swear right. to God, I I could not have felt so lower in that right. moment. Like I felt like an imposter coming in there. I felt like I had been so lucky before, but I needed food. So it it can get really hard. So this kind of advice is helpful, especially for those who are going, okay, I've been there. So actually I really see the value in something like this. I mean, look, a lot of us have a lot of, a lot of us in the industry have uh, debt stacked up against us, right? Maybe we've taken on student loans, right? And that's really a big chunk of your paycheck, whatever it is, survival, job, parallel, career events going towards paying that off right um but if that means that in order to continue to pay off a student debt no i mean it may be a really shitty situation but you still have to pay it right then that maybe that does mean you take the first you know that two you know two or three months or less of that time where you're not doing much in terms of performing or auditioning to really save up that for lack of better words that nest egg you know in your bank accounts so you can go full throttle when it matters right yeah um it's yeah not, i like that yeah so it's not yeah. necessarily popular this is not necessarily something that people always think about doing sometimes they think about okay well i'm an actor in the industry now i need to find a job so i can pay the bills and i'm going to do both right and that works it does work it really does depend on you know but it does get in the way it does get in the way, though, too, because sometimes can. you can't cover your shift. Sometimes you still don't make enough money during that time as you're going to these auditions. It can be very problematic. Right. So if you want that independence, even if it's for a period of time, then maybe it is a good alternative to not do the, the art that you love. Yeah. But take temp- temporarily, not forever, but temporarily take some time to build up that art fund, that emergency fund, however you want to call it, so you can live off of that during your audition period, right? Yeah. I, I want to say hi to a couple of people on here. Nate, it's great to see you. Rebecca, Andrew, have not seen you in years. Oh my gosh, and you're older and hot as hell. David <laughs> Silvestri, <laughs> he was like in high school back when I knew him, or maybe younger, but a uh, great human being. We gotta be in Hamlet together, Dave Silvestri. Cool. Oh my God, massive talent, hilarious, genius actor, performer. Justin Adams, sending love to you. My husband is here, I love you. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Will you marry me, my husband? Marie, oh my gosh, somebody I know from my childhood. Love seeing you on here. Guys, remember to write in the comments below. If, if you don't get a chance to write now, write replay if you're catching the replay so to be entered into some a free financial consultation, which is huge. That's huge. It's really not normally an option. Okay, so what would you suggest for doing how what do you suggest for when we are doing a gig like a summer stock show? So we land the job, right. but then we're not getting paid great money. Okay. We're not so, going to pay great money. What do you suggest in those situations? So part of it goes, you know, harkens back to what we just said about building up that emergency fund. So even if we're taking a lower paying gig, let's say you are non-union, right? Mm-hmm. Many more opportunities, but producers are like not giving you the money that you deserve, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes that does mean growing that emergency fund. So even when you're on that 
contract, that lower paying contract, then you can still supplement, you know, and live the way that you want to live while you're on tour or at a regional gig or whatnot, or even somewhere here in the city, you know, off or off, off Broadway. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that if you're on a contract, usually there's not like a non-compete clause. Um, so meaning that if you're on a contract, well, that doesn't prevent you from still doing something to make money. Right. Um, right. Now, once again, if you're on a contract, maybe you want to spend the entire time on the contract, enjoying, you know, enjoying your lifestyle and getting to know the people in your cast and focusing solely on your craft. Um, right. But if you are able you know, to find time to make a little money on the side, there are remote opportunities, right? Yes. A lot yes. more people, if you are, if you think you are good at, you know, being personable and, you know, can be a coach, sometimes, you know, we'd like to offer free things to our friends. No. If you are worth a lot, if you believe you are worth it, then charge, even if it's like 20 bucks a session, it's not much, but that's something. It's you true. know, it's true. So yeah, it's now this is not necessarily planning, right? Planning is more, I'm helping you put money in specific places so you can live off of that um, or help grow your money. Right. 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 This right. is more like, how can I make an income while I'm doing my work? But like, I know quite a few people now, granted they're on Broadway, but I know a lot of people on tour and you know, I know dancers in the Lion King on tour. And not only are they making a good paycheck granted, but they're also still finding ways to make money. They are yes. choreographers. They will, you know, maybe they'll take a break for a week so they can continue doing the things that they want to do. Um, or they're taking their P PTO, their paid time off on a contract. Maybe they're doing something else, right? Like selling isogenics. There's, that's a nutrition line. You can sure. be part of something like that, or you could get into this would be harder but lula Rowe selling the clothing line where they send stuff right. away and you can yeah so i i definitely see what you're saying or for me I, I remember i used to edit videos for people i did that wall on contract for people yeah I just made some extra money while i was doing it edit videos be you know if you think you're a talented if you uh have if you're a talented photographer then maybe there are ways for you to you know do some editing when you're not on when you're not you know you know, when, you know, when you're, I guess, waiting in the sidelines or just chilling out at home. I mean, when I consult with clients, I not only do meetings in person, but I do meetings uh, with people on tour or regionally. And the only thing I can do with them is to do a Skype call or a go-to meeting call or just a FaceTime call, right? It's a video conference, right. but I am able to help them out. And if they come on as a client, then great. I get compensated as, as a result. Yeah. So, uh, sometimes maybe that means that you sit down and I'm sure quite a few of you that either were, are watching or just many people in the industry, sometimes they do, you know, sit down and think, okay, well, what are my other strengths? How can I else make money that is still within something that I enjoy? So when I'm on a contract, then I can utilize those strengths and I can, um, and I can, afford, and I can make additional money, additional income to supplement the work that I'm doing on, yeah. you know, a non equity tour or whatnot. Yeah. What, what suggestions do you give? And I just want to acknowledge the anxiety and the stress that can go with struggling with money. Right. What are things that you honestly advise? Because I'm sure you deal with the psychological aspect all the time. Absolutely. What are, what are some big things that you, big pieces of advice you often give to people in regards to that? If they're just really feeling the down. Um, first things, know your numbers. 
Um, some people can get overwhelmed by that, but if you know your financial situation, if you know how much you're actually spending, if you, if even if your student loan debt, if you have student loan debt is enormous, yes. at least if you know what it is, if you know what those interest rates are, if you know what, you know, where your money is or where your money is going, mm-hmm. then you can actually plan because of that knowledge. Right. Right. Um, right. Sometimes people want to sit down with me sometimes and I help them through it. Sometimes people are able to do it by themselves and figure that out. But if you know your numbers, then you're able to figure out, okay, well, if I'm spending three grand a month, but I realize I'm spending a thousand dollars on food. Well, maybe there's something I can do to lower that. Maybe that means I cook more or maybe that means that um, I, instead of cooking more, because maybe I don't have time to cook. Maybe I go to a wholesaler like Costco, buy lots of snacks at a discounted price instead of going out to all these different places like Dwayne Reed and, and picking up snacks at, you know, uh, like at a Starbucks. Well, that can add up, right? It does. It does. And it's, and it's hard to reflect on that. For me, I love buy water. Love it. Get right. two a day. That's $5 a day, seven days a week, $35, four times a month. I mean... So it adds up. So let's say that up. you're a coffee drinker and you really like Starbucks. And let's say it's five bucks to get the nice latte that you want, you know, the nice grande yeah. latte, right? You have that every single day. What's five times, what's five dollars times roughly 30 days? Yeah. That's yeah. 150 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that means that I still have my Starbucks. Maybe I have it three times a week. Yeah. Or four times a week. You know, it doesn't mean you do cold turkey, right? Maybe you have it four well, times a week. Well, because it's hard because it's probably a thing that gives you a lot of pleasure, like a, a very, like, basic thing. So if it could, I could understand it feeling like it's cutting you off from the life you want to live, as basic true. as you think it may be. That's but, true. But that's a very good point. Yeah, my husband, we uh, loves coffee. Well, not as much now, but with him, he got into making it at home. And instead of investing outside, he got a nice, oh, this really like the bean grinding thing. Right. He, he right. invested in that, but then over time, that has saved him a lot of money. And right. then he also gets the quality that he loves too, which is Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. it's not easy making these changes, but if you are concerned about where your money is going and just being stressed out about money, Knowing your numbers is going to be key. Um, yeah. That, I think, is the best thing that you can do is just yeah. be aware of your financial situation. And once again, if you need help, then you talk to someone like myself, right? Yeah. Um, and we're able – and people like myself are able to walk you through that. Um, and I promise you, after you know your numbers, then yeah. you can take action. Yeah. Right? You're able to measure that. your success as a result. I love that. I love that. Uh, any, any other tips or things that you give them? Or is that the basic thing, the real thing, is knowing your numbers for the um, psychological part? It's okay I, if not. No, no, no. I, other tips I give is that figure out what's valuable to you. Like what I started to say with my clientele is that I Marie Kondo your budget. <laughs> You know, it's we, – we, we look through where you're – if we are at a place where we should itemize – and we're like, you know what, let's say that I'm trying to set money aside because I want to save up so I can solely audition. Or maybe it's I want to invest money so I don't have to uh, work as hard in the future, um, right? Well, if you're, if you're having trouble increasing your income, then the only way you can, you know, save money is by decreasing your expenses. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, so it's true. We, part of it is, once again, knowing your numbers, but we talk about what do you value? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have clientele that are like, yeah, like, I have, a, I have a client that loves video games. And I told him, do you really love video games that much that you're spending 50 bucks every single month on it? Could you just buy one video game or buy, you know, one less expensive video game? It's like, yeah, I'm really busy. I don't need to keep doing that. I'm like, okay. Then that's 25 to $50 off your budget. You can also go to the library to get the latest video games. Right. Which is really cool. Really cool. Right. Um, the, that was the a best... discovery ma we made one year. So, oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. You know, and this does apply across the board to other expenses. Um, there are ways to – I don't like using – I don't like saying cutting corners because that means that maybe you're finding something that is cheaper, not less expensive, but cheaper. Cheaper. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not as valuable to you. Um, maybe, it, but there are ways to, there are ways to, you know, spend less money. Maybe that means that, okay, I'm spending all this money on, you know, uh, internet subscriptions, like, I don't know, Hulu and Spotify and HBO. And I know those are trivial, right? Trivial yeah. amounts of money. It does add up though. So maybe right. like, you know what, maybe I can get on a family plan with my family members, or maybe I have friends that I can ask if I can join that. And I, although I'm not the biggest proponent of that, because I think there are other uh, more calculated ways that we can lower your budget, like I spend too much money on food, or I'm eating out, and I love to buy rounds of drinks for my friends because I want to take care of them. Well, you know, that's where I'm like, you know what, if you're buying drinks for your friends, stop it. Let them buy their own drink. You don't have to do that. Because in order for you to help others, it's really important for you to help yourself first. True. Um, that's true. Right? It's true. And I get wanting to give to other people. I, Absolutely. I understand that. It, it's so nice to be able to buy a round of drinks or come with the whole breakfast for the cast. I get it. Right. But it's nice. if, if it's putting yourself and giving you financial distress, then probably not the best thing to do currently, right? This is temporary. It doesn't mean it's right. forever. Right. 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 Um, but temporary. So the other piece of advice is that in addition to knowing your numbers and finding a way to lower your expenses, right? Just finding way, finding things that are valuable to you, mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that matter to you, and finding things that really don't matter as much, then temporarily take it out. Yeah, I And then you that. can bring it back in. But the last thing I would say is that at least from an expense standpoint, um, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Um, brain fart. I love a good I know. Brain it, always, fart. it always happens. Um, Was it a smelly oh. one? <laughs> oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I, I got it. It came back. Um, don't do cold turkey. Don't ever do cold turkey. Or at least to me. It's not, it doesn't work for me. What works for me is by slowly lowering my expenses. So let's say that you are spending $1,000 on food. Well, instead of just like, I'm going to spend 500 well, that's really difficult to achieve. Right? You know, it, think about it like uh, trying to lose a little weight, right? Or rather, mm -hmm. maybe not even losing weight, just trying to change your diet, right? Yeah, people, yeah. Right? I know people that do Jenny Craig. Great. Well, Jenny Craig believes is that we, you still eat the foods that you like. We're just helping you with, you know, with portions. Yeah. Right? So instead of having a 1,000-calorie portion meal, you're now having a 750-calorie portion meal. Right. So maybe right. with budgeting – Instead of spending $1,000 on food, maybe you're like, you know what? What happens if I just lower it to $800 on food? So if I'm eating out five times a week, now I'm eating out four times a week. Yeah. 
and you're still living the same lifestyle. You're just choosing um, to choosing. spend money maybe on cook. Yes, you're <laughs> yes. choosing yes. to spend choosing. money on your on maybe cooking or a less expensive meal somewhere else, right? Right. Um, but the only if you can't lower your expenses, let's say you are living very frugally, which once again is difficult to do in the United States in general, right? Be it right. if you're in New York right. City or if you're in LA or somewhere else, that's maybe an entertainment hub. Um, the only way you, the, the only thing you really can do is by increasing your income. Yeah. And that was my situation. Like not to, I guess, put every, not necessarily put everybody at ease, but just to give you my own personal story. Um, when I first moved to the city, um, I decided to bunk beds in Inwood. So I was in a, uh, I was living with two other people in a two bedroom apartment in Inwood where one guy had the one bedroom and then I shared another room with another person and we bunked. I sacrificed privacy so I could live in New York City. Um, And I rarely went out. I always cooked. I asked for comps. I uh, used, you know, discounts as often as I could. I would go to free events in the city. And I'm now in a place where I can buy a fully brought, you know, a full, uh, the full price Broadway ticket, which feels great. I'm now feel like I'm supporting the industry, um, yeah. as a result of doing so, but it doesn't, that didn't increase over time. Right. That, right. that was because I made a change financially to put my, myself in a better place to not only make an income, but do, but allow me to interact with the people that I care about, AKA you people in entertainment. Yes. Right? I love that. I love that. I just want to give a shout out to Tom. Tom, good to see you on here. My God, it's been a while since Guys and Dolls. Preston, another uh, Preston, talent. Jessica Barker, good to see you on here. AJ, hello. Larry, love you. Want to see you again and give you a big hug. Kenny, great to see you on here. There's more names. I'm having a hard time keeping up, but it's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> good to see you guys on here. So I want to now get to the end of our interview. Sure. And this is going to be a flash round of random questions and you, that you got to answer. We don't know what's happening. Oh my what's God. happening? <laughs> questions coming from all over the place. All right. So question, let's see. Records or cassette tapes? Records. Mm. Vinyl, Tom, baby. Ooh, vinyl. Tom Petty or the band? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> I was literally Absol- just listening to that a second ago. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, karaoke or strip poker? Karaoke. <laughs> Sorry, that was really foreign. I'm like, yeah, karaoke is the best. <laughs> Sorry, my go-to song is Mika. Is that is Grace Kelly by Mika? Ooh, ooh. A uh, favorite card game? Ooh, man, I <laughs> I'm so bad at favorite card games because i don't remember the names of the card games what about board game then let's expand it to board game oh favorite board games um shoot where where is it um i'm really enjoying ticket to ride right now i do not know this game ticket to ride i gotta check it out well funny thing ticket to ride wow it's right here (laughs) um The idea is that you're trying to connect different routes on, you know, geographically around the United States and you hit different, like there's different locales, different just cities that you connect with. And if you, uh, 
make like the largest route or you make the most routes the, that uh, it goes on a point system. And the more points you have, the more you win. Oh, I also really love Boggle. Boggle is like my favorite. Oh yeah. Boggle is a good one. It's a very good for when you're traveling all over the place. It's a good, right. it's a good one. All right. Do, uh, do you prefer pooping or peeing? Pooping. You just feel so much lighter, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. I need like a nap sometimes from the like pleasurable feeling afterwards. Modern dance or ballet? When we say modern dance, are we talking about, mo not contemporary, but like modern dance? Modern, modern dance. Ballet. What's up, Dan? Um, okay, ballet, ballet. And... Dear Evan Hansen, or, oh gosh, the name of the musical is Leaving My Head. It's with, I think Alice Ripley was the, was the lead. Oh, I know what you're talking about, Next to Normal? Yes. Next to Normal. Uh, dear Evan, Hands down, Next to Normal. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh Don't get gosh. me wrong. I love Dear Evan Hansen music. They're both beautiful. They're both beautiful. Yeah, I yeah. personally found parts of Dear Evan Hansen a little problematic, um, when it came to discussing mental conditions. Um, that's my own personal philosophy. Other people may view it a little differently. Absolutely. I think that's normal. It's brilliantly told. It was so beautifully told. Yeah, I, I, I loved both shows. I actually would, I would personally lean towards Dear, Dear Evan Hansen because next to normal, mm -hmm. I just can't handle depressing that gets more depressing and oh, more depressing. Oh, I love that. That's great. I, Give oh it to me. Gosh. Like Sweeney Todd, love that shit. That's great. Oh, but see, I love that one. I just couldn't. I had a very hard time in Extra Normal, I, I, and it was so beautifully performed, beautifully done. It was just very. I was going, oh my god, I need hairspray or Shit's Creek or something. Man, because, do you find Sweeney Todd an exciting show to watch if it's really depressing? I mean, people are dying left and right, and it's not like, hey, this is fun. This is like, oh, like maybe it's the way murder. it's told. Maybe this is true. It is probably murder. the. Probably the nothing, way it's told. Nothing like a good meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I have one more surprise for you. Woo! And this is going to be your mic drop moment. So I would love for you to really focus on, like, real big things to inspire people regarding their finances. Just your last words that you really want to hit upon for anybody listening that is feeling down in the fucking dumps about their finances. And go um this may sound depends on how you view it but you can always make more money always there's no ceiling that's the joy of being an entrepreneur you have no um i once again i know it's not easy i know sometimes people get conflicted in our industry because sometimes financial security does not always equate with artistic fulfillment you can have both my belief is that you don't have to be a starving artist. You can be a thriving artist. And I see it more often every single day with the clientele that I sit down with. So um, if you believe you can do it, you absolutely can. And if you want to be financially secure, you can absolutely do that. But you must plan. And it starts yesterday. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on. You are the best.